I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Pack filler. Pack filler. I'm Pat Bolger. I'm Mark Hudson. Pack filler. Welcome to another episode of the Pack Filler Podcast, home to every bad or dumb ass who's ever straddled a top tube. You can be a part of the show on Facebook, Twitter, or dumb old email at info at packfiller.com. Listen while working, training, or just sitting and sipping a cold one. And now your hosts, Pat Bulger and Mark Hodgson. Hey, you found the only place where people actually get accused of intentionally blowing up their own sound system. Yep, you have found... Pack filler! Hi, everybody. Um, it, it, Let me stop you there. Were you accused of intentionally blowing up your sound system? No, but th- th- it's kind of a long story. That Did I you think hear about it? Get in. No, 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 no. Okay. But, but the looks were part of it, you know, where I was kind of... We were getting that... I heard about it. You heard about it? Oh, yeah, from, from a couple of people. Remember, the race director came over to me. Yeah. 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 Okay. We interesting. Get, we're going to vent on that one here. I uh, think. We could vent. Not I vent, don't, I don't not, know. I mean, I, the point I would of say I would, I would go the other way and talk about who else could do what we did. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. The, I'd rather go that route and, you know, because overall, a very positive race. Oh, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Bummer about the JBCs. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> JBLs. But it has are they been, JBLs? Yeah, they are JBLs. Oh, JVC is like a really cheap brand. JVC is the crappy old yeah, video you've never cameras, had JVCs. I think. Yeah, JBLs. No, no, or Pile Pros. Those are the crap ones. But I'll talk okay. about that too. Hi, Gino. Uh, Gino Lasecki, who has Pile Pros. And I just spend a weekend on Pile Pros. Those are the ones that link together. Pros. Those are old. Yeah. Yeah, they do link together, but so do the JBLs. I know, but the, but the aren't they, uh, they're not self powered, the Pile Pros. Uh, yeah. They are self-powered? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Anyway, we just Sorry. lost 98% of our audience. Back to bikes and fun yeah. stuff. It Sorry, has, guys. It has been a month yes. since our last show, and that is my fault. It is. We will say it is 100% my fault. I agree. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I you suck. Yeah, exactly. I mean, let's go into how... Never mind. 
No. How much I suck? <laughs> How bad you are. I mean, <laughs> I, I've actually been waiting a month. I mean, I've, I had a list. Um, but uh, let's just start with the obvious. Um, no, but uh, you've had pretty good reason. What What is the reason? Why have we been off the air? Why has Pack Filler gone silent, it was, if it were? You know, it was just it, – well, first of all, it was all those kind of – you know, it's that goddamn life getting in the way and things like that. Life is um, a bitch. Yeah. It's, it's jobs. It's It's – you know, God, it's just all kinds of crap. And it always seemed to land on the day or the night we were supposed to record the show, mm-hmm. which for those who are follow the show know that we usually record it on, on Thursdays. And uh, Thursdays, especially this recently, is ha- have been kind of crazy just because um, we're putting on a trail run series. And um, that is that is a story for, for later on in the show. But sure. I mean, I, I do have to say, we're not going to, you know, and, uh, th- thanks to the listeners for, for tuning back in and, um, and whatnot, but... Uh, we will not be one of those shows that just kind of slowly dies out. You see them on iTunes all the time. It's like your frequency between shows slowly starts to grow larger and larger until it just kind of withers away. I mean, if we were going to quit, I'd just basically say, fuck it, that's it. Yeah, we'd probably quit. Yeah, exactly. And but give up our tens of listeners. Absolutely. Yes. Exactly. Speaking of tens of listeners, thank you to the sponsors continuing the Sufferfest and our new sponsor, Road ID. We have a link on the show's homepage at uh, packfiller.com. Click on that. Go get yourself a Road ID. Um, what's their lingo? It's who I am. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And all this. I have mine on right now. Oh. Along with a gift I'm going to give you, by the way. Um, I have several of these. Ooh, what is this? And this is, you know, um, for those of you who are watching the video feed, I just took off my my wristband, and um, this is this is for you, Pookie Bear. Oh, let's see. Oh, jeez. Oh my gosh. And I, there's a sticker up there for you too. Oh my god, Rule Five. It is on Rule my Five. Wrist. Yeah, exactly. I like it. Isn't that brutal? That's, Isn't that awesome? It's going to court. Yep. Yep. <laughs> So for uh, for our friends over at Velominati, Frank at Velominati and Rule Five um, from the Aussies, you know, from the Australian realm of things, uh, harden the fuck up, and it's it's brutal. It's, it's beautiful. A black it's wristband. It is, isn't it awesome? That's awesome. You know where I found it? I saw actually a link on Velominati where they had a picture of Sean Yates. Remember Sean, badass. Badass bro. Oh, Sean Yates. Yeah. That's now, old school. Old yeah. School. Now director, one of the directors at Sky. And he's sitting there leaning against the car and he's got a black wristband on and it says that on it. Is Sean Yates, is Sean Yates, the, he's Scottish? Uh, Brit. He, was he a Brit? Okay. A Brit. Yeah. But he was badass. Yeah, absolutely. And Him he's and got that was, on. Who's the Scottish guy that raced in his era? Do you remember him? Who's that? Scottish? Kelly? Well, Sean was Irish. Yeah, okay. Sean, Irish. Irish. Sean Kelly's Irish. But that's the same, that's the same era, isn't it? Yates and Kelly? No. Oh, okay. No, Kelly was before Yates. Well, yeah. they kind of they they overlapped. Yeah, late eighties, right? Yeah. yeah, okay, that's yeah. what I'm talking. Yeah, late eighties and nineties. Sean, but Sean both were badasses. Sean rode with Lance. Yeah, Sean taught oh, okay. Lance how to descend. Yeah, yeah. But Sean would have been an older rider. Total badass. Yeah, yeah. badass. But an older rider when Lance was coming in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. I mean, not. I mean, as far as riders go, I mean, back then thirty was ancient. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Oh God! Um, hey, rate us on iTunes, please. We we are appreciative of that. We've been getting a lot of those, and that's awesome. So keep those coming. Let us know what you think. I mean, if if there's something you want to hear more of or less of, like me, uh, let us know, and and we'll we'll keep doing that. So that's awesome. The numbers are keep going up, even though it has been a month. I know. So that's that's always nice. Hey, oh Canada. Uh huh. Have you been paying attention to the zero? No. Over. Ended yesterday. Okay, I really, I wasn't even watching. You didn't. No. And this is a cycling podcast. You're I know. supposed to lie or at least do some cheating research before you get here. I didn't even think about that. Ryder Heshtal. 
won the Giro d'Italia. Canadian for Garmin Barracuda, baby. Now, is that the he first did it. Canadian to win a major tour? I'm not 100% sure. I can look tour? up. I, I can look it up if you want, but I am, I'm going to say yes. Because before that, it was Steve Bauer. And before that, I don't think there was anybody. But did Steve Bauer – Steve Bauer wore yellow, but he, was, he never wore, wore, yellow wore yellow on yellow. the Champs-Élysées. No, exactly. And, uh, you know, this is a zero, of course. But, um, man, that's that's cool. Steve that's Bauer awesome. never wore pink? No. Not to my knowledge. Nope. I, I don't think so. Nope. I, I don't know of another Canadian rider, certainly to the caliber of Steve Bauer. Yeah. And then Ryder Heshtal did it. I mean, ex-mountain bike boy, stormed it. I mean, he sat – you know what? And I'm really freaking pissed off, too, because I don't, I don't know if you noticed – it wasn't on TV anywhere around here. No. The, uh, our feed of Universal Sports is gone. Yeah. It was NBC. I think NBC bought it. It was NBC Universal. Now it's gone. We get it. We had it for a while last year. And uh, God damn it. I just want to watch these races. And all we're getting is... Um, we get Versus. Yeah. And that's it. That's the tour, basically. Versus is now the NBC Sports. Oh, okay. And so we don't get Universal now. So Gogolski's races, we're not going to see. Who sees Gogolski's races? Then? Is there other markets? I, uh, yeah, other markets, other other cities, other cable providers, and I am ticked. I've been spent. I spent three weeks trying to find where to watch it, and of course, you got to pay the online fee to watch it. Oh, really? Yeah. God, bless. how much was it? Pissed me off. I think it's forty bucks. Wow. Yeah, you know, something like that. Yeah, and it's just. I'm not going to spend that much money because I well and plus I don't want to sit down in front of the computer and watch it. Yeah, that's I want to watch it on my TV and I want to watch it like they do uh you know with the with the tour coverage where you got it a couple times a day where you can always catch it and watch it. Yeah. So Universal Sports was great coverage too. Yeah, I, and, I used to watch that on Universal yeah, Sports. And, and now here we got a freaking Canadian winner and we didn't get to see it. Well, that's I mean that's probably why I didn't watch it cuz yeah. you need a secret handshake you do. in order to watch the Giro and the Giro though I think it's a a really cool tour and there's been I love the mountain stages in the yeah. Giro because I think they're every bit as brutal as the tour in some ways more brutal because I believe they're steeper in places yeah, oh yeah this and, was this was epic I mean what really pissed me off was Saturday's stage was supposed to be Fridays or Saturdays supposed to be just brutal what are the stages monster of the Dolomites yeah always just brutal exactly you and, know and they were supposed to be epic and here we didn't get to even see them so I'm I'm mad at them. I'm mad at Comcast, our local Spokane Comcast provider, um, put Universal back on. Now it seems to me like there was one stage two I saw where there was a 22 percent grade. Is that possible? I think there yeah, was. that makes sense. I mean, I mean, literally, Spain does that too. Spain throws those kind of climbs, but it wasn't long. It was probably a half mile at 22 percent. Yeah. But I mean, when you see a pro cyclist look like me on a climb, yeah. Um, and it's just, I mean, just sitting there, you just see him just yeah. You know, there's even, I remember one stage, what was it, two years ago, they were riding up the final three to five K in dirt. In the Giro? Yeah, in the Giro. There was wow. a huge dirt section. It was kind of cool. I think. That's, that's epic. Yeah. That's beautiful. And I'm so, I, I really, really wish I could have seen it because that's always kind of like the kick into the big mm-hmm. tour season. I was able to see the the classics, thank God, but, uh, mm-hmm. but no Giro. Yeah, I'm, so I'm, I'm upset with that. So, so. But uh, congratulations to Ryder and hey, Canada. Right on. You Wanna, guys got a freaking tour winner up there, man. Throw it out for Garmin. Yeah. They're you piecing know. something together. They're doing something right. You know, people giving uh, Vodders a uh, hard time every once in a while about his tactics and how he, how he has his team ride their races. But 
You just want a grand tour, worked. baby. It just worked. Yeah. So I uh, don't know if they'd be in, an, in any danger of winning the tour this year. Well, if riders stay strong, but you haven't seen the Giro Tour double in ages. Ever. So, well, oh yeah, 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 they used to be done all the time. Well, I mean, yeah, but, but uh, that's not the, anymore. That's no. like you know Merck's days. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, I don't know if Fignon ever did it. He no did. Did yeah. he? Did he do it? Uh, Bernardino did. Um, I think Fignon did it back in the eighties. Um, uh, Stephen Roche did it in his ma- major year, nineteen eighty-seven. Merck's was known for doing it. Merck's did it. I, yeah, I don't know did how many bunch. times Mark did it, but I know he did it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I don't know if you could. I mean, uh, Contador basically proved that. Yeah. You know, as, I mean, you know. Contador just crushed the Giro last year. It was boring last year. No, I know. It was no fun to watch. And then he shows up to the tour and no recovery. Exactly. And that, that's probably what's going to happen. I mean, here we can start playing around with uh, tour previews. But I mean, we'll probably do that in the next show, I would think. Because we're still, we still got a little bit of time until. For our less hip uh, end, of, public, end of June or first July. What is Contador's status? I believe he was bye bye. He's banned. He's banned. Yeah, yeah. done. D U N this year. Yeah, so he'll be he'll be back. But because didn't Spain reinstate him or something? Like I that? think it was a big long thing. Yeah, it was between the UCI and uh, the Spanish was... Federation, and it, I think it just turned out that nope, he screwed. And of course, it couldn't have happened any time better for Saxo Bank. You know, yeah, their their star rider is gone, and then they lose both the Schleck brothers, but. Shit, I don't think any. I don't. I mean, here we kind of going off topic, but uh, Radio Shack's not winning anything anyway with the Shrek Select Brothers. Tour California was over. I, I did get to see the Tour California. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you watched any I of didn't that. Watch any of that. Uh, you didn't miss much. It was kind of like watching paint dry, to be honest. Pretty negative racing then. It was just boring. It was just. It is a boring race, um, and I don't know why. I mean, I didn't get to see the big ultimate stage um, up. Uh, is it Mount Cook? No. Crap, I can't remember. I, I'm out of it. But uh, the big, big penultimate mountainous stage that was supposed to separate everything. Robert Hessink from Rabobank is the guy who won uh, mm-hmm. the, the overall, and he he did really well on that stage. Horner, who I was hoping was going to do something great, uh, just kind of fell short. So, so you're and, saying Horner, you know, sat in like a Radio Shack rider does, and yeah, well, no, he was he was doing some aggressive work. He was actually trying, you know, he's in an early break and he tried to keep it going, but uh, they got to the slopes and and uh, there's a couple oh, really? of the uh, yeah the Colombian riders, um, the Cafe de Colombia kind of guys from back in the old days. They're revitalizing that effort and trying to get that team back. Hmm. Um, they had some good riders and so they did some aggressive stuff, but uh, Horner couldn't hang hang with uh, Hessing. How, how old's Horner now? He's Gotta be thirty-five, close to our age. Yeah, he's gotta be thirty-five he, if he's a day. Oh, he's. I think he's thirty-seven, <laughs> at least. Yeah, that's a tough. That's a tough sport to race. Oh yeah, that high level at thirty-seven, and then to be aggressive and, and go for the win, and yeah, and, and he's he's probably going to be on the tour team this year again. So I mean, it's going to be wow. Um, yeah. But Radio Shack has just failed to do just about anything. And, and, and you know, with the Giro, by the way, it was awesome to see Taylor Finney won the prologue, was in pink for a couple of days, had some some crashes and crap like that that kind of slowed him down. But that's, that, you know, that's cool to see we've got some, you know, things going on with uh, with American Riders and Finney. God, that's cool to see him do that, you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so, um, and uh, I don't know if you caught this today. You probably didn't. You just told me you were hitting golf balls, but we'll talk about that. Um uh, U.S. Pro National Championships were on today, and really? I fortunately was able to find it while, as you can see, the studio is still kind of a mess, but I was cleaning it today. Um, 
I was able to catch it online um, and watch the entire thing as a live stream on our uh, UStream, same people who are who are streaming our show right now, oh. um, and able to see that see that race happen live, and it was really cool. You know, it was uh, Tim. Um, Duggan, Tim Duggan, uh, U.S. writer for Leaky Gas Cannondale. I just like saying Leaky Gas. Uh, you always have. Oh, I got the Leaky Gas. Leaky Gas. Oh, <laughs> Leaky Gas. Um, and it was cool to see it and watch the whole thing as it happened. The uh, the the feed was, you know, it was a lot of stuff from a helicopter, so you're stuck watching trees a lot of time. Oh, that's fun. Um and the commentary, uh, one of the guys who I, I kind of follow on Twitter, uh, Neil Road, I don't know his actual name, but he was one of the guys commentating. And he was okay. He did a pretty good job. But they had two or three other guys in the studios, but none of them seemed to be mic'd. Oh. So you'd hear this. He, he's, he's talking. He'll say something, and then you have somebody else. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, and he'd react the same way you would. He'd say, uh-huh, yeah, you're right. It's very insightful. Right. That actually explains the entire sport of bike racing to me. Right. In a nutshell, with five words, right. you've summarized it all. Right. I'm just glad I was here. I don't think that could ever happen again. Right. Yes, correct. And that's what it was. And it was, I mean, it was frustrating for that. But um, it's a start. Um, U.S. What was the site? I have it right and written down. USACyclingChampionships.com actually took the balls and they Streamed their own race live, which I thought was awesome. It's about time to see some of that. Yeah. I don't want to pay a fee, though. God damn it. Was there a fee for this? No. It oh, was okay. fee. But I don't want to pay a fee for the Giro. I don't, you know, if it, if it isn't in my town, somebody should stream it. That's true. That is true. But, you know, and the TV's free, isn't it? Wouldn't it? Used to be. I don't know. Used to be. Um, yeah. So our schedule. We've been doing a shitload of stuff. Yep. Recently. We we just had a big race that we announced the other day. Yep. Do we want to start with that one? Start with that. Start with that one. Windermere Marathon. Ooh. This is our fourth fourth Windermere Marathon. We've been uh, announcing them with them from the beginning. Um, f- and I'd like to think that they are starting to nail down a pretty damn good race. You know, I do. I think they uh, they always have. And it's pretty amazing. I mean, I think I see that race only growing. Absolutely. I see that race only growing. And what is it? The uh, It drops in elevation. The only marathon you can actually do that you start higher than you finish. Correct. And, and it's a slow, gradual run along the river, hence mm-hmm. the drop in elevation. You're rolling with the with the water. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think they're doing a great job. I mean, they're really starting to get it not dialed in. I mean... I will say that the marathon numbers seem to be holding steady. They do. You know? Yeah. They're not necessarily increasing by leaps and bounds, but they're holding steady. Well, you were at the half marathon start. It's enormous. Is it? How many how many runners you say were there? Thirteen hundred. Whoa. Yeah. It's enormous. Okay, you beat me. Yeah. It's that big. Wow. Yeah. It's it's huge. I was at the marathon start and I would say they were a hundred to hundred and fifty. Yeah. Which is actually pretty good. You know, it's either holding steady or it's slightly growing. Mm-hmm. But um and and I like what they're doing. I mean, I think they have Especially, we move the fi- they move the finish line for us this year. It's a great finish line. I do. T- I agree. Great finish line. So much better than the bridge. I mean, the bridge. You would have thought. I know why they had it on the bridge because you yeah. would have thought that'd be a great finish line, and it was okay. Yeah. Um. But the way they did it, they kind of turned the corner and like secluded it a little more, and uh-huh. it's perfect. I thought it was 
I agree. The perfect finish line. And it was, and it keeps kind of everything in one one specific area where they were doing everything there. So um, uh, I thought they did a really good job. Um, however, we had some power issues that I'm still not 100% over. Well, I don't blame you because I'm, you won't be for a while. No, I'm screwed. I'm out 1600 bucks. Huh. For those of our listeners who So they're there, blown, blown. Um, well, there's a story behind it, okay? For those of our listeners who don't know what the hell happened or who weren't there, um, I my PA system, my sound system, I you know when we announce races, we own the equipment, bring it out there, set it up, broadcast all day, tear it down, go home. Um, I bought a couple of years ago some really nice JBL speakers, Eon Portable 550 Series. I'm not going to geek out too much on you. Um, just plug everything in, fire up our generator. Really nice Honda generator. We're not screwing around. We're going really nice stuff like that. And everybody starts coming up and asking to plug into our freaking generator. We were the only ones who brought power. And what happened was because everybody started robbing power off of us, the speakers kept trying and trying and trying to get enough power. They actually will, you know, it's like... They'll suck. Yeah, exactly. And so it put so much stress on the speakers... Then it fried them. Awesome. Yeah. And um, they are hopefully on their way to Seattle because there, speakers. there are no JBL service people here in Spokane or, uh, through the, the people I bought the speakers from. And uh, so I got to pay for shipping to have them sent to a guy to fix them. And then... They're going to probably tell me they're broken, and then I got to pay to have them repaired, and then I got to have them shipped back. Oh. Well, that's the way it goes. Son of a bitch. So basically, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put them on sale the second I get back. Not a bad idea. Yep. I'm going to sell them. So if yep. anybody wants some repaired, good as new JBL Eon speakers, Patrick at packfiller.com is the email, and I will give them to you for a song. Okay. And then. But anyway, they blew in the middle of our announcing. Right at the beginning. We set up the, the start line we were right there at an the hour beginning. Early. Yeah. And uh, we, were, we were totally dependable. Yep. And right before the first half marathoner comes through, both our speakers blew. Pop. Yep. Would Dead not silence. work. Dead, Dead silence. silence. So then what happened, Pat? How far do we want to get into this? No further. Really? Yeah, this is probably... I, I have thought this is a very boring thread for our listeners. Okay. I, it's interesting to me because I was there and it was like a holy crud moment. Yeah. I, if, if you're listening to this, I, we're sorry. Yeah, well, at least we had the backup system when everything went well. So, yeah. uh, great race, a lot of fun. We had a, a lot of fun like that. Um, you had a interesting little um, thing that happened to you. Speaking, that's why we were going into this. Okay. little interesting thing that happened to you right at the uh, at the half marathon start. Which is kind of taking us to our fun little topic our today. Half marathon start. An interesting thing. I, this this takes me by surprise. Taking to our topic today. Oh goodness. Yes. Well, no, that didn't happen at the half marathon start. That happened to both of us at the finish line. Oh, did it? Yes. I thought it was at the half right. marathon start. No, this. Oh, goes so right. this person went through the entire experience. Yes. And so. Oh. <laughs> um, oh, now it's getting interesting. So what happened was, and this is something that I, I does go to our topic today. Uh, I was going, where are you going on this? Because nothing. It was a pretty flawless start. Yeah, of course it was because I ran it, and um, no blown speakers there. Take, take, take note. Yeah. Um, no, 
but uh, we have screw uh, you. We have uh, this lady, and this is something, and I, I oh. do think this is a great topic that I never thought of. We oftentimes talk, well, how's your training? How's this? And my training about, sucks. By the way, we talked about yeah. overtraining, undertraining, and everything else. However, there is an interesting topic of what you can do outside of your training, outside of your injuries, everything about how you can screw up your race. And I saw the ultimate one and. Pat and I both were sitting there, and it was uh, the dogs are put in there for effect because this is how bad it was. This is, I mean, it was. You want to talk about the doghouse? This lady was in it. So we start the race. Everything goes flawlessly at the half marathon start. I pack up my stuff. I go. I actually, it's a ritual that Pat and I have. I will go and I'll go get coffee at Starbucks, and I bring it to the finish line. I've got about forty-five minutes to an hour and a half, and there we go. We're there. We're set up. We're broadcasting at the finish line, and a lady comes up to um, Pat, Eric, and I. Eric from Millsaps. She didn't talk to me. But you were there. You were standing oh, there. Oh, I must have been freaking out about my sound yeah. system or something. She comes up to Eric and me, I guess, and you were there. But um, so she comes up and says, "Oh my God, this woman out on the course went through the half marathon start, and it's a marathon." And oh, I said, "She wanted to do the marathon." I said, "Well." Um, you know, she'll at least get a time because it's all chip timing. She'll at least get a time for the half marathon. And you she know, ran yeah, the whole her... half marathon thinking she had another 13.1 to go. Well, no, she was like two miles out from the, the finish. And then somebody wrote ahead, you know, like, what can we do? I'm like, nothing. You oh, know, there. I mean, at that point. And it's interesting because <laughs> I believe as a racer, whether you're a first time marathoner, hundredth time marathoner, Pro triathlete, amateur triathlete, your job is not to be taken care of. No. Your job is to know certain things, one of which is where the start of your race is. Absolutely. And that is actually more important than you'd think it is. There are times you literally, one of the first things you should do is map quest where the start is. Yeah. And check it out even the night before. It's that important. But that's something that can script. This woman had trained for six months to do her first marathon. She had family it was her in first from, marathon. Family in from out of town. This oh. was her day, and she was in tears. And my heart goes out to her. I mean, but it's her fault. And and I mean, you know, there's that piece. It's like, yeah, it really sucks that that happened to you, and I'm really sorry. However, that was your responsibility. And yeah. you as a racer, in the middle of the race, maybe you'll get runny, rummy or something like that. And you'll, there, there are all sorts of things that can yeah, happen I, that oh, are yeah. beyond your control. But this is within your control. And there are other things too, Pat. Well, we're talking about race day mistakes. I think that was – you brought that up and that was a, kind of a fun uh, topic <laughs> to talk about. You know, Things we've done right on race day that it's like, oh, God, thinking back, that was so stupid. In fact, I think Starting, Eric and I – but on this one, Eric and I said, well, she could – Tag the finish line and head back to the start. Yeah, exactly. Turn around and run back. Just start I mean, your watch. If you left your car there, good thing is it'll still be there. So you can go back to your car. Good news and bad news. <laughs> oh, my God. So would you, did you see her? You were talking to her or anything like that? No, I imagine she was she just the one crying. And, oh, God. Yeah. That is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just – I'm. I, I you know, if, if – if I were to talk to her now, I would probably say, "Oh my God, I'm so sorry you did that." But yeah. I'd also, in the same thing, same breath. If it were me, if I were the one who did that, I would be going, "I'm such a freaking idiot." 
Well, yeah, and we've all. I'd done be it. saying that about myself. Oh, oh yeah, and and that's what we did. I I put a list together, and I don't know if we can rank them or not because I just kind of thought of them in in any specific, no specific order. Well, if they shaft your race, yeah, they're all number ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we have race day mistakes. The first one was starting at the wrong place or not knowing where to go. Huge. Yeah. Obviously huge. Oh, <laughs> our, my God. Might I point to our friend in Coeur d'Alene? Yeah. Holy crap. Um, okay. You know what could have tipped her off, though, is the fact that I was saying, okay, welcome to the fourth annual Windermere Half Marathon start. Oh, Jesus. She was that out of it. Well, probably just very nervous and, and that stuff, but. Something to think about. Oh, man. You know, very similar to those people who do Ironman say, this is my sixth Ironman, and I've never made it by the swim. <laughs> well, why are you running? <laughs> yeah, don't train for the run. Just train for the swim. Run right now is gravy, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, Pat, go on. Sorry. Um, uh, okay, forgetting equipment, shoes, bikes, helmets, etc. Done that. Done all of that. I, I went to a track race, velodrome race, mm-hmm. in Seattle. Forgot my shoes. My mm-hmm. dad made me race. Now, this is back in the days of toe clips, so we're okay. My dad made me race in sneakers. Bet you never forgot your shoes again. I never forgot my shoes again. Mm-hmm. I do want to say that I've never lost on the track. Even with tennis shoes? I won on, I won on the track with tennis shoes back then. But mind you, I have not raced the track since like the late 80s. And I'm not going to ever again because I want to keep that record. How bad were the people against you at the track that you beat them in tennis shoes? Well, I'm, I'm, have you seen me? You're I mean, a powerful I'm man. I'm a machine. I am a god among men. You were back then, but tennis shoes? Yeah. One with tennis shoes. So uh, that was, I mean, and how many times you forgot your helmet, your license, your license. Uh, anything in particular, you know, insert equipment thing here. Oh, yeah. My son forgets his freaking shoes, uh, shin guards to soccer games all the time. You know, not all the time. You can't make him play without those either. No. So you're screwed. Or you borrow them from somebody or you have to run someplace and buy a pair and you end up looking like an ass or you, mm-hmm. because you're mad at your kid in front of everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a big one. Forgetting equipment. I always, I am now at the point where I have an actual mental checklist um, that I will run through to make sure that no matter what, I have those specific items before uh a rice, a ride, a rice. God. I have no idea. Um, so there. Uh, don't forget your equipment. How about this? How many times have we been announcing a triathlon? Okay. Everybody's out on the swim. What do you hear in bike transition? I've heard, does anybody have a spare tire? Does anybody have tire irons? Does anybody have air? When you hear those tires that are so pumped full blow in oh, transition yeah. oh god i've heard that so many times and i think oh some poor 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 schmuck it's gonna be going right on i'm on pr's pace i'm flew out of the swim oh man here i oh what? so much of that's ignorance so bike i've i've seen a lot of triathletes think that if you can fill it to um you know, 140 PSI, you will go faster. Do you? Okay. So is that what it normally I've is? Is that when that. those are going to blow? Yeah. Hey, I was looking at our newsfeed. I saw Angie Clark on there. Yeah. Different person. I think you're talking about. Oh, how old is Angie Clark? A- Andrea Clark. Angela Clark. Oh, I don't know. 
I know her. Well, you're off topic again. Oh, sorry, but I was looking. I, well, don't have pretty folks, pictures. I have in the front Facebook page up here because some of you guys like to contact us during the show to to ask us questions or to comment or chime in or things like that. Or we have the Skype running too. Mark's looking at the Facebook page, going, "Hey, I know her. Hey, I do know her." Holy but anyway, crap! Um, uh, the dreaded air uh, losing air. Is it a, is it that they're filling up too much? Do you think? I've seen it. I don't know for a fact. And the people who do it, I mean, you know. I, I'm usually 120, 125 on race day. Jesus, I've never gone over 110 for any race. Really? I, yep. I think, well, I mean, I don't know if I'm 120. I'm about 110. I think you're really? right. Yeah. I think 120 just, be as high as I'd go, though. Yeah. I think 120 be. I'm at those points where it's like, really, is that much more pressure going to make me that much for faster? For a training ride, I'm usually at about 105. I go a little lower. Oh, I run 100 on training. Yeah. Just, I just, go a little I lower. stop when it feels all right and just go from there. Yeah. But uh, no, I yeah, one twenty five. No, I've never pumped up to one twenty five. One ten, I think. That's huge. That. But uh, one twenty five. No, the the number I was thinking of is somebody would pump it up to one twenty five every time. Oh God! And uh, that that is what happens. Explosions. I mean, yeah. Well, they just you know they're okay. I think your sidewalls, if they're relatively new, will hold and everything. But you know you you run over a attack or yeah. anything and it, psss, oh yeah, you know or, glass or yeah. And and you for, you know a lot of people forget they're probably setting their bikes out in the heat and just leaving them out there like that. You know that air does expand. Oh yeah, yeah. So okay, yeah. So, so that's but bad. I've heard that so many times. Or does anybody have a twenty six inch wheel? Or, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> oh god, yeah. Uh, that's always a nightmare. Um, okay, I just experienced this one. Uh, well, actually, I, I just announced the twenty four hour race. Just finished doing that. Hence my voice being a little deeper than normal. Um, diet changes. People who actually alternate their diet. Right on race day, uh, go from goo to hammer gel, go from, uh, you know, go to suddenly become vegan or something like that. You know, just the day of race. I had a friend who did Cut that. Cut out all carbs. Yeah. The day of the race. I had a friend who did that, uh, a couple of years ago at the 24 hour mountain bike race. He suddenly switched to this new diet that he thought was going to make him faster. He's eating these rice balls and all this kind of funky stuff and his stomach just kicked his ass he was puking all over the infield within several hours ouch yeah it's rice balls huh? yeah oh uh, and it was some kind of mush that he was eating or something like that it was just it was freakish and i'm looking at him going dude what's wrong with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or you whatever know, you've been eating. Whatever you've been eating. How many people actually switch to a new energy uh, supplement? Like uh, go from goo to hammer. Go from hammer to Gatorade. Go from something like that to another one. And it just wreaks havoc on you. I had one though, and I've had this happen. It was, uh, and I, I hate to say it, but it was, uh, a, I love training with it, which was Hammer Products Perpetuum. You train with, yeah, you train and with Hammer, but loved you don't pa- race. Perpetuum, but... I tried racing with it twice, and both times it hurt my stomach to the point of almost throwing up. Really? I threw up once in Ironman on Perpetual. Oh, wow. Just, it just, See, I train and it's on, crushed a couple other people I know of, too. I do a lot of stuff on Hammer. I use Hammer all the time. I'm not bagging on Hammer no, products. No, 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 no. I, I was, think Hammer products are great. I use their, uh, um, their what is it, the Enduro, the Enduro Light. Yeah. I use that. I think their their drinks are generally great. Yeah. But uh, that Perpetuum... It didn't do it for you. Well, it worked great during training, though. I mean... That talk about being able to do a six-hour ride, and I don't like to eat. I like I just so you want to drink your. I would rather drink my calories, calories. because it's it. I get tired of chewing, and I never get to, you know, get enough calories in. If you've got to eat power bars over a six-hour period, it's hard to digest. Yeah. it's hard to get the water in there. You know, so I can't do power bars. Yeah, in a race. Yeah, so 
you know, if you're looking at a six hour race or six hours on the bike, you know, you gotta, you gotta take the calories in somehow. And yeah. Perpetuum worked great in training. Horrible on racing. Really? For me. For me. I spent, Other I, people will swear by it. I spent a lot of time this weekend talking with one of the higher ups in their company, Steve Bourne from mm-hmm. Hammer sure. Nutrition. Um, and, uh, That'd be interesting. I should have asked him about that. Well, that would have I mean, been interesting. Hammer has so many great products on Well, these, no, I you mean, know. you don't have to kiss their ass, but um, why would one product cause something when you're training all of a sudden for you to, to have such a different effect when you're racing? I know of at least two other people that had the same effect. Really? Mm-hmm. I believe, um, I believe it had the same effect on Roger, and I believe it had the same effect on Ben Greenfield. Really? Mm-hmm. That is interesting. I'm not certain about Ben. I don't use Perpetuum. When I race, I usually do Heed. Oh, heat's great. And I do gels. I have a new stuff, Carbomax. It's good Carbomax. stuff. I like Cytomax? It. No, Carbomax. Remember Cytomax? Remember Max? We've talked about Max before. Yes. I, I know. A, I they've, used it, they've used it to mortar a house. By my, <laughs> that stuff was <laughs> so terrible. Somebody was doing brickwork, and they, 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 they ran out of mortar, so they oh, just used God. that. Oh, man. So diet changes. Mess you up. Don't do it. And, and, you know, yeah, and maybe that's not the best night to do the all-you-can-eat sushi buffet either. <laughs> or, yeah, or, or, or the pizza I had this weekend, pepperoni with jalapenos on it. Fire in the hole! Oh, my gosh. It was so delicious. Is that David's? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's good pizza. Mark was out there making pizzas, and it yeah, was so good. good. It was so good. So okay. diet changes. Don't what do I... diet changes. Stupid. How about this one? New equipment the day of the race. Always a no-no. Brand new equipment. Always brand new um, I, uh, running shoes. Brand new running shoes. Go out and do a marathon on brand new running shoes. Well, they're new. Yeah. I mean, they you're won't... gonna you're gonna hate mile eight onward. Yeah, or even if you make it to mile fourteen, eventually yeah. the rubbing and the chafing oh. and all that stuff is is really gonna take its toll. I mean, obviously, new equipment's really fun to get, but never test it out on race day. I've seen that with wheels a lot too. Yeah. Um, oh, you mean this wheel doesn't fit my frame? Very strange. Like someone will buy a wheel, like a race wheel, off eBay. And, what? Uh, I've seen that happen. Really? Yeah, I don't know how, but like with triathlon frames, there there's some pretty tricky geometry out there. And I, I mean, I saw it happen once where I'd where it just didn't fit, rubbed on the chain stays or something. Uh, could like have that, been or? the the skewer he had, or oh you my know, god, I mean, something. Yeah, it, it it totally rubbed on. It was a deep dish wheel, and yeah. it totally didn't work out. I mean. There he is sitting there with a race wheel on oh, race man. day that he can't use. I've pulled one out in a time trial, I remember, with the horizontal dropouts back in the days. Um, and I've hit a time trial start and shifted the wheel in the, in the, oh, against the chain stays. Yeah. So it was rubbing against the chain stays. Oh, yeah. Halfway, you look down, you're like, oh, that's what that. That's why I'm going so slow. You've got to get off your bike and fix the whole thing. You, you make that mistake once. Yeah, and then you will regret it. I think somebody we were goofing around on training ride, and somebody knocked my rear skewer, skewer, and my wheel came out. Out, like you know, where it oh, shifts just like that. Oh yeah, you shit. Know? That'll stop you real quick. Um, I remember back uh, in cycling, there was one guy I can't remember his name, and thank God because I'm not going to mention his name. Is uh, he actually had his chain, the chain that his bike came with, and he had been riding for many, many years on the same chain. So, of course, Tank. doing that, causing well, no, it didn't break the chain, but it caused so much stretch that it actually wore down the teeth on his cogs on sure. the rear and the, on the front. They almost looked like shark fins. Yeah. He wore them down so badly on the same chain. So the day before a race, he new decides chain. he needed a new chain. Oops. Could not hold gear to save his life. Everything just slipped. It's like, yeah, he just kept slipping the whole time. Started a crit. And I remember that. It was the Manitou crit down here. He started a crit, 
jumped off the line and was shifting and it, it was slipping. He caused most of, including me, he, he's just like stalled 98% of the pack. Like 40 guys got away and the rest of us were just kind of waiting behind this guy, you know, because he did it right in the first corner and we all, wow, you know, everybody had to slow down. So break got away in the first lap. We were so pissed. But wow. yeah, yeah, new chain on old cogs. Well, I understand. My understanding is, is um, one of our old coaches told me this, and I, I believe it is, is even even without the shark fins. Yeah. My understanding is, is that chains and cogs, if they're on long enough, will mate completely. Like they will completely mate. So if you throw a new chain on an old cog, almost invariably, if it's an older cog, it will not work very well. How often? That's another thing. We should have like a technical person on i know calvin you talking about calvin no um, you didn't know calvin calvin was one of our old coaches but probably yeah, before you no calvin arrow though calvin jones is at uh, park tool now and he's a friend of mine i might have to call him and have him on the show we could talk oh technical. that'd be fun that'd be kind of fun to geek out on tech stuff yeah huh. so but yeah i mean hmm. obviously but by the same token don't hesitate to clean your chain oh god yeah you know well but I've seen guys who do total once overs on their bikes the night before a race, and they don't know what they're doing, and then you end up, you know, stems too loose. Oh my God! I was I was once we went to Super Week once, and a guy actually unpacked his bike out of the uh, airplane box and didn't tighten his pedals on hard enough. Next day, sprinting off the line, pedal came off, greased out. I mean, his entire body was road rash. Wow! Because he didn't tighten his own pedals on the bike hard enough, he he wanted somebody else to to unpack his bike for him, and he wouldn't do it. Yeah, yep, yep. Stupid. Wow! I uh, I remember once I was riding. It's like a week before Ironman, and uh, I was going up a hill, and I stood up and pulled a pedal off of the uh, shaft, but it like what? Yeah, it wasn't loose. It pulled the the the, the spindle. The spindle stayed in, and the pedal just came off. Time pedals. Wow. Yeah. I was using Were they old pedals? Or that's uh, a hell of a factory defect. They weren't terribly old. They uh they were probably well, time doesn't make pedals anymore, so they were a bit Sure old. they do. Do they make? They were I they were relatively new. They were bought in the two thousands. So they were probably bought in two thousand three and it was two thousand seven or eight. Really? Yeah. I can't believe that. Okay, I'm looking online. Time pedals. Timesport.com. Let's see if they still make pedals. I, I haven't seen them around. I love their pedal systems. I think they do. Yeah. They're Looks great. legit. They got a full-on site. Yeah. It was a time pedal, and it was in good shape and everything. You know what? I haven't bought pedals. I've, I, I've been on looks ever since <laughs> time began. Um, well, they have the bikes, so maybe that's what they've switched to, time bicycles. I have no idea. Um, I don't know. I mean, now you got me all curious, but, um, I'm think I'm pretty sure time's around. One of our listeners will uh, let us know if time's still around. Yeah. I haven't seen them around, but I, I, I love their pedals. They're great pedals, but yeah, literally I have a little hard time buying them now. Um, yeah. I mean, literally pulled it off the spindle. That would make me a little gun shy too. Yeah. I mean, and there is nothing you could do to prepare for that. I mean, there's no bike check that would have caught that. Yeah. No, not at all. You know. Or you know, if you've, I, I have been in races where the bars are come loose or something like that. I've had that. Things like that. Mm -hmm. Bars are rotating or things like that. That always drives me. That always scares the hell out of me. But um, uh, new equipment the day of not a good idea unless you absolutely have to. Like you, it broke yesterday. Especially yeah. with shoes. Especially shoes. Don't always mess yeah. around with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Or, uh, or anything that will change the performance of your bike, like new bars or 
That's just a bad oh idea. Oh, my God. My first Troika I ever did, mm-hmm. I did it on a team, and it was back when arrow bars were just kind of coming in. And I remember using them, but I didn't have elbow pads, oh, that's armrests, good. so I used them anyway. My back, I could not get off my bike when I finished the race. I had wow. to have a friend cat, catch me, carry me over to a massage table and have him work my back out. Ouch. I, like an idiot, I stayed in the position the, whole, the entire time, just holding my body up Ow. without the armrest. <laughs> huh. Oh, youth. Um, okay, how about, um, how about the classic one? I consider this one one of the, one of the f- top ones. Missing your start time. Yeah. How many time trials have you seen people miss the start time? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quite a few. Everyone, every single time trial I've ever been to. I, I have too. People roll up. Well, your time is five minutes ago. Go ahead. Have fun. Yeah. Pedro Delgado did it in the freaking Tour de France. Yeah. One year. So, I mean, oh, God. I have honestly, I can honestly say I have never missed a time trial start. Never. I don't think I have. I think it was because my dad would have killed me. Yeah, I, I, maybe I should because time trial has never really been my thing. So, I mean, yeah, so maybe. Screw it. You know, I mean, give me at the this penalty. point, you know, I don't even know if there's a penalty, is there? No, I mean, give me the, you know. It's like, go. Time. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. You're, well, you're yeah, warm now, you know. Yeah. So, but no, yeah. Knowing your start time is that's just right up there with with just taking responsibility for being a racer. I mean, for showing up to the race. Yeah. So, Eric Ewing was telling me he was. I saw online that he posted he was at an actual race at registration, and the woman asked him um, what time the start was, and he told her the start. And she says, "Is that Pacific time?" This as, is in the state of Washington, as opposed to. She was asking him if it was Pacific time. No, we're running off of uh, a mountain standard uh, at this race here. Just just. Just to fuck with you. No, Chilean. <laughs> Chilean. Chilean Pacific standard. Yeah, it was just, it's like, really? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Are you Are you this stupid? Are you just being an ass? So um, that's always been a beaut, missing your start time. I've seen more people do it, and um, especially bike racing. You miss a bike start, you're screwed. I mean, you can't. A mass start race is not like they're going to let you go. Oh yeah, there go for a ride. Yeah, enjoy. and even if they do, you're yeah. going for odds are you're going for a ride. Yeah, if you're like five minutes or like a crit, you'd be screwed. I mean, it's like they're not going to throw you into the crit. No, it's that's over. Done. Yeah, you you they have nicknames for you. You're called the spectator. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You've gone from racer to spectator. Well, I was thinking dumbass, but uh, <laughs> but you, I like your your terminology better. What are you? I'm. I, I guess I'm a fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, I'm just gonna sit here and have an ice cream cone. Yeah, I'm gonna take my jersey off and yeah. put my street clothes on. Shit. Um, so that's always a beaut. 
uh, missing your start time. Dumbest race day mistake. You might have some more. You can add, by the way. I have one. This is my own personal experience, and it was it was quite possibly one of the worst days I ever had on a bike. I it beforehand. I had all this time because I, our, my crit was way in the afternoon. It was one of the late starts in the afternoon. And so I was at my mom's house over in Seattle watching, just hanging out, watching TV. And I decided to watch, for the first time in my life, Pink Floyd's The Wall. Oh, I've never seen this. I'm going to watch it. This, I hear this is a good movie. I watched the whole thing. By the time it was over, I was so depressed, I didn't even want to straddle the top tube. I got to the race. And I was just like, "Is there anybody in there?" <laughs> I mean, that was so one. Bummed. You deserved. You deserved to do poorly in that race just for watching that movie. I mean, <laughs> I, I think. I think it's the a pop rite fumes, of passage. The pop fumes would would waft out of the screen. <laughs> I mean, I that's the one thing. Have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly. Well, the reason I saw those, and and I don't feel bad saying this, my brother and his friends, we we're very into smoking pot and watching that film alternative that was what they would do and i was never a a pothead fucker and so (laughs) i uh i i would watch it a couple of times i mean like parts of it i've never made it through the whole thing and they're all stoned going oh this is a cool thing and it's just like this is nonsense this is the guy just shaved his nipples off i mean (laughs) what does that mean i mean what does that even mean and so yeah i can imagine that showing up to the start going shaved shaved nipples what what the hell i was just i was just uh, yeah i was at the point i was just kind of shivering i was just i felt so violated i don't know standing there at the crit and to start a crit you know you got to be angry you got to be ready to rock kind of sharp and you're not going to be sharp after watching i was just oh my god it affected me for the whole day (laughs) <laughs> that is interesting, though, of just like what's going on in your life. Maybe not the wall. I mean, some people are mentally tougher than others, but um, <laughs> maybe, maybe just how what's going on in your life can definitely affect you for a race. Oh, too. yeah. You know, I mean, you know, maybe if you go to your great uncle Larry's funeral, maybe you shouldn't race that afternoon. Yeah, or maybe you should. I don't know. Depends I, on who you are, but you know, it. You really do got to take into. Account what other things that you might think are innocuous that might do to you. I think I'll tell my wife I'm cheating on her about three hours before the crit starts. That'll give me time to get out of the house, get my shoes, get my get ready to go. Oh, oh, oh! She's got my feet yeah. bag. Oh. No, I'm gonna do it afterwards. Yeah, maybe I will. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I I can't risk her pissing in my bottle again. <laughs> I think I'll I think I'll come out of the closet to my parents right before the triathlon. Or maybe when you roll up to the start of the crit, Dad, I'm gay. <laughs> I'm gay. Love you. Love you, Dad. <laughs> you oh, just, I just feel so much better. And he gives you that look. What? Oh. Me. Oh, no. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh. I, oh, my son. Or tell somebody. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell my family I have no concept of space or time right before my Windermere Marathon debut. Yeah, that'll work. See, that's that was kind of a bad that's, riff yeah. on that early one. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't say that. Or, or hey, my finish line moved. It's yeah. back where I started. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh god i feel sorry for that woman oh man but just building it up and it's you know i bet there were signs and people on oh. the way and oh god you yeah, can they were, you they were can in the first jackie <laughs> they were in the first half is she okay god is she gonna come around you haven't seen her and then she gets in she smoked it we told her we'd wait at the midway point <laughs> she's hoping to bust four she's right around an hour 40 it's <laughs> god way to go jackie I I will say I did race once the day after the day I had my wisdom teeth pulled. 
How'd that work out? I rolled up to the start line with gauze in my mouth and my cheeks bulging on a Twilight series. Yeah. You know? And I remember, um, I remember laughing because I was able to spit blood on the start line. Mm-hmm. And I made it maybe 300 yards in the race before I got dropped. I was just, I couldn't even speak. I mean, I don't think they should have let me race. No. I was young have. back then. But, I, uh, uh, I raced a Twilight series in a uh, um, sling for a broken collarbone. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good idea. How'd that go? Fine. I was, Re- you did the whole race? Oh, yeah, I did fine. How do you pull in the bars with a broken collarbone? You stay seated. For the most part, I stayed seated. Down. It's, Stay down. I figured, you know, Tyler Hamilton and I, I, I showed Tyler Hamilton how you to did. something with a broken collarbone. But yeah, it was broken and shifting and stuff. You yeah. just don't. I wasn't much of a sprinter um, in that particular race, <laughs> and I wasn't terribly aggressive, but I stayed in the pack. And just oh, my God. Yeah, so avoid the bad news on race day, I think. Eh, you yeah. could probably And don't watch the it. wall. Even if God. you're sober or feeling, if you've got nothing to do for a week, Find something to do other than watch the wall. Oh man, it bummed me out. And every time I've every time I've been flipping the channels and it comes on again, I'll look and I'll go, "Oh, I remember that crit, that downtown crit in Kirkland, Washington." Oh, it was so bad. I mean, we I don't on. need no education. <laughs> what does that even mean? You know, like Pink Floyd, I think has a master's degree. Leave those kids alone. Yeah, is that Roger? Roger Waters, uh, David, David Gilmore. He's 68 and still performing. You know why he's Both still performing? Are. Yeah, you know why? They're broke. Well, they're high. Well, I bet you they are not broke. I'll bet you they're broke. Well, there's a balloon payment due on the mansion. Yeah, I would imagine. I think they're doing just fine. Uh, I like to think they're so broke. Depressing news or movies the day before or the night before. Bad, 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 bad. Number eight, the, our eight excuse, uh, our eighth. Race day mistakes. And this is for a guy like me because I'm a big guy. Light equipment equals equally breaking equipment. Well, that goes back to new equipment, though. You need to test stuff out before you ride it. Yeah. Well, you know what, though? But a race effort is going to be completely different than a going out and testing out equipment effort. I started a time trial in a long time ago, back when we had the bladed spokes, and they had the nipples that were alloy. They were alloy nipples. They were lighter. They were better. They were they were supposed to be the bomb. They looked cool too. They, they were, did. They're blue. A lot uh, of people's mine were blue. blue. Mine were just silver. Unfortunately, oh. I didn't get. I, I wasn't saw the that blue creative. ones. The blue ones were cool. The red oh. ones were cool too. Well, I wasn't that creative, so um, you could go red, white, blue if you want. Um, but what I did is I remember start a good strong time trial start. I just you know kind of like a kilo start, even though kilo doesn't exist anymore. And I, I just reefed on it. And by the time I got up to speed, I had loosened probably two-thirds of the spokes in my rear wheel. And it was so out of true. It was, I mean, it was, it was making noise. The spokes were actually going, <laughs> when I was <laughs> flying out of the start. Um, and from then on, I have always been a strong believer in I would rather have more weight and strength than lightweight and fragile. Yeah, I disagree with you on that one these days because wheels are so much different than they were. Absolutely, but I'm just saying that with any equipment. Well, I once again, I'd say race race your equipment, or especially like wheels, for yeah. instance. See what your start will do. You know, yeah. I mean, wheels are completely different now. I think all the nipples are internal now. And oh, it's I yeah. mean they're I mean they're. No, I'm just I just used and, that as an example, but I mean you're going to get equipment that is 
you know, you go super, super light, you're going to eventually break something. I mean, nothing's made to last that long anymore. You will notice that, I think, with the triathlon bikes and the lighter forks. You'll yeah. notice there's flex on your forks. Yeah. I've noticed that. Like, when I get up on a triathlon bike that's lighter, like, I'm, you know, I'm not a small guy either. Yeah. And I can actually get, get it to where my, my forks will touch the, if I'm up for a minute, yeah, they'll, touch, they'll touch a spoke. Really? Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. They will. They'll flex. Is I that mean, the fork or the wheel flexing? One of the two. However, I've ridden a different bike and gotten up on the same wheels and not done anything. Wow. Okay. So, and I've also, the reason I think it's a fork too on certain bikes is because I've heard of other riders doing it on really, you know, light forks, you know, those bladed forks yeah. that, you know, and you know, it's, it's funny because as a racer, you know, you really do trust your forks. I mean, you, you, you just don't even think about no, it. No, you assume it's But, I mean, it's on a tri bike, you, you really can't. So, in a way, yeah, but I'd say, once again, that almost goes back to new equipment. You should know your equipment before you hit the race. You yeah. should know what's on your bike and what it can do. Um, you know, otherwise, you know, enjoy the ditch. <laughs> it's going to be a great ride. It'll be, it'll be a much shorter ride for you. Um, but, yeah, I mean, those are things that, I mean, you can you imagine training six months or eight months out of the year and then having your A race come and you screwed up because you thought that you're going to just take another ounce off your bike. Yeah. You know, and, you know, hope it, hope it's worth it. Yeah. It, it, it might be. It well, could be. Let's say whatever that time gain gets you. I mean, I, I don't know. It's that peace of mind knowing that everything I have is ready to rock. Mm -hmm. it's, it's so much more important. I consider that. Absolutely. Uh, um, I remember, in fact, it was that same Troika I was telling you about that one year I did with the bad back. That was one year that some guy actually went out, didn't know his equipment well enough to, in fact, tighten the skewer down tight enough. This is back before they put those stupid tabs on your forks because they apparently were not able to put our own wheel in our bike. Um, <laughs> actually went over a train track, bunny hopped it, front wheel came out in air, in the middle of the air. Bunny hopped the train tracks on a tri-bike. Front wheel. You just, you just think of that moment. That moment when you look down and it's you the slow the front motion. front wheel pulling away. And it had to make like a shing sound. It would just be that shing. Oh. That's death. Bam. Just all over the train tracks. <laughs> it had to have been just horrid. And I remember I came by a little. I, I, was at, I came by a little later and... Um, and there were just people all over the place watching this person, taking care of this person. And from there on, that race, every year, you had to actually get off and walk across those train tracks. I mean, really? You have to walk across the train tracks? Well, if everybody else How about I just tighten down my effing skewer? Well, once again, these are the things that you can control. <sighs> I, don't, I don't know of any triathlons that have people getting off and walking over train tracks anymore. I don't think so. I... I would like to. I I don't know. You never know. Oh, sports evolve. Sports evolve. What's the next one? What else? Uh, next one. Um, it's it's another equipment one. Compatibility of equipment, especially for wheel changes. Um, SRAM versus Shimano versus Campy versus all that kind of stuff. And this is I'm, big bike racing. Yeah, I was issue. thinking about this more for cycling, especially putting wheels in a in a pit or wheels in the car or uh, fall a van or something like that, where you're dealing with those sorts of things. Used to be there was neutral support that would work really well. Yeah. I don't know if it works really well. Anymore. I don't think it does. No, you know, I, I think too many different variations. Yeah, I think. You're screwed and and in fact uh, the mountain bike race i was at this weekend i kept thinking oh my god you can't loan out a tube to anybody anymore because you've got 26 inch wheels and you got 29 inch wheels you've got all these different sizes 
And these guys, can I borrow a tube? Well, it did me no freaking good. And and so you've got uh, mountain biking at, at that point right now where you've got so much, so much stuff to worry about. Oh, oh absolutely. God. You know their bikes are way more with with dual suspension and all that kind of crap. It's it's unbelievable what they have to worry about. But um, compatibility equipment. I remember as a junior, I once got a wheel change. Um, because junior gears are restricted. You have to have a specific gear because they don't want you to blow out your knees at a young age. And um, I remember I got a wheel change, and the rear wheel had a different cog setup than I did. So my gear, my bike, I was riding a 52... 13. No, it was the opposite. Actually, no, what I did is I rode like a 46 in the front. Oh, so you had a 46-15? Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. So in a crit, I got a wheel change. I, I would ride a 46 tooth in front and then a 13 in the back. So we did that so I could get a regular wheel change, you yeah. know, not have to do anything. I get a wheel change in a junior cycling it was pit. a 43 13. It was something like that. I'd, yeah, you had yeah. a 42 and a 43. I mean, it was nothing. Yeah. And then I got a 15 in the rear. So you'd had a 43 15. Yeah. Legs just climber. oh exactly I was just <laughs> my my legs are going around about ten times faster than everybody else's in that race. Speaking of that, I have a I do have a story about doing that, and you were a little older um, back this, but I still remember George Hincapie and the the Team USA coming into the downtown crit. You remember the the hot laps? Yeah. So it was a thousand dollars for a hot lap for the um, senior riders. I think the fastest, fastest lap, lap of the race, and it was a one kilometer course, approximately pretty yeah. darn close though. And remember the the winning hot lap for a pro rider that year was fifty five seconds. It was so freaking fast because it really it's all fast. sheltered by buildings. Too. Yeah, yeah. So we did that in junior gears behind George Hincap because he wanted the hundred dollars. <laughs> fifty four. You're kidding me. We did a fifty four second lap. Holy shit! I was I was just hanging on for dear life. That was such a fast course. It was so cool. But I mean, it was... in, a, in junior gears, he did that. Oh my god. You can that guy's a machine. That. Yeah. yeah, that guy's a machine. So I was rooting for him today in U.S. Pro, but it just wasn't going to happen. Always going to root for George. Um, um, so there you go. Uh, compatibility equipment. That's a big one. How about this one? I've done this one, and I, um, I, I'm sure a lot of our triathlete friends might not be doing this one as much. Um, too much fun the night before. Well, at our age, you can't. Period. Yeah, in college you were able to you high know, school college do something stupid. You could do something stupid and show up and hang on. Yeah, you yeah. can't now. There's no way. No, um, I I did a race a couple years ago in which we had a we had some friends over for dinner and things. One thing led to another, and we had a lot of fun. That was your that was your first gay experience, wasn't it? Yeah. We're going to talk about Well, that. no, I mean, let's just talk about that. Let's be open about this stuff. I mean, come on. Come so on. anyway, I mean, <laughs> you totally had For a... those of you listening to the show, he's being sarcastic. For those of you looking at the show, you know he's being... I'm the one in the light blue shirt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's lying. I love you, Michelle, my wife. <laughs> so, okay. So, anyway, back here. What? But uh, we, ended up, of, we ended up having... night of passion. Shut up! We ended up having far too much wine that night. And then the next day, I remember showing up to the race, and two of the guys were supposed to be there who were there at my house the night before. No. Uh, I raced alone. Yeah. And I raced literally alone. I did not make it very far into the actual event. And I think it was I think I was the only one who had pre registered. And that's why I went. Because you've already spent your money. Sure. And so uh that was that that was bad. That was a bad idea. I remember doing some other stuff, you know, I was younger where you were able to kind of recover and contribute. But um 
Yeah, you that was could, bad. Yeah, I mean, I remember as juniors, all of us going swimming in a pond in Yakima one year, where we were all having way too much fun, and nobody did well that next day. I remember uh, having fun down in Casper, and uh, you know that that hurt. Yeah, yeah. What'd you do in Casper? Oh, Chris Lucas and a bunch of us uh, bought beer the night before the final crit. Right on. Chris had already been DQ'd, not DQ'd, but he had. Uh, <laughs> Um, I think that was a fast race. He was racing up from me. So I think he was done. It was a different category. Okay. So he didn't have to race. Oh. And then the rest of us were juniors. So we raced, but I was like 42nd out of 150 or something like that. So I was like, I'm not going to really oh. worry about it. So I, I partook and did very poorly the next day. <laughs> I, I did not maintain my 42nd. Oh, shit. So those are our, our top 10 um, race day mistakes. Rank them as you choose. Um, I, I do have to say that... Um, but these are, these are mistakes that despite your training, and I think that too much fun the night before, okay, yeah, if you're going to train eight months for a race and then drink the night before, God help you, quit training. Um, you know, but if you're racing a ton, that'll happen. You know, I've gone to dinner with some people though who are so over the top anal about it that they, you know, they won't order oil on their breadsticks or something like that that night. I'm the other. I'm the other way. I will have a beer and or a glass of wine for dinner, just because I like it. I'm not worried about it. Well, I don't think uh, what I'm saying is though if. If you were training for, say, I, you know, I'm trying to think, you know, nationals, and okay. you you were going to nationals, and oh yeah, you're not going to go out nationals and drink the road night race. That. You know, I if you want to drink a beer the night before, and you think that's what you normally do, then don't change it because yeah. that'll screw you up. But you know, if you're going to go out and get plastered the night before, that why would you? Why did you sign up for nationals? Yeah, you know, why did you? I mean, there's just no what I you know, and then I think next year I'll just race it on one leg. You know, that's different than, than yeah. you know, training. This one lady was properly trained, did everything. So there is a little bit of mixing and matching in our top ten list. Oh, no, I, I was just picking ones that I remember happening to me or to somebody else. But I do think that it's an interesting topic that you can do everything right and then screw it up at the last minute. I think the one I'll add, and I almost screwed it up. It was kind of funny. At the uh, my first Ironman, I trained and I did everything pretty right, you know. And there I was thinking I had until 3 o'clock at... Oh shit! To turn my bike in at Ironman, and uh, it's if anybody's ever done these Ford events, they're big. They're a big deal. No, you have till noon, and so Roger called me at oh, like eleven thirty, going, "Hey, you coming?" Um, I'm like, "Yeah, I'm coming out at three. I was, putting, yeah, I was no just hurry. sitting there. It was a the day before. Well, fortunately, they're really good about. You know, you had I had to show up at four thirty the next morning to check my bike in. Oh, okay, but. It's not like you sleep the night before anyway, but it was, it, it worked out well for me. That could have been it. Yeah. I mean, that's irresponsibility of not knowing what time things were. And that's my own irresponsibility of thinking, oh, I've got till three. I don't know where I picked three out of. Um, <laughs> but those are things, I mean, can you imagine? And then you're just sitting there going, oh, you know, I mean, I wonder though, I mean, how much of that is also sometimes intentional because, I mean, having not, I mean, not having to show up to, to the start of Ironman and having a reason not to be there that someone told you, no, you can't now. Oh, that's God. a nice, I mean, that takes the pressure off of you too. You <laughs> didn't fail. And I'm, I'm being serious too. Really? Well, I think there is a little piece of that. I if think, you've had all that preparation though. Oh yeah. My but God. what if you do all that preparation and once again, can't get by the swim or something yeah. like that? Well, what if you just can't do it? So now you don't have to. I think some of that happens too. 
you know, I think it's a way out also. So yeah. it's hard to say with like, oh, I went to the wrong start or I slept through it or I wonder how much of that is that. I personally have screwed up though and left things and I've, I, I don't know if there's ever been a race I haven't started, you know, that I went to that I haven't started. Touch wood. God, And yeah. I'm knocking on wood right now. I'm going to have to think about that one. I am, I am disorganized to the nth degree, but I've always been able to start a race. Thank goodness. You can usually make it work. Volunteers help you out. But I do wonder how many of those screw-ups are ways, even subconscious, to get the pressure off you. That's something I would think about, too. Maybe that's Where you would sure. actually go to the point where you wanted to sub, you know, subconsciously sabotage yourself. Well, or consciously. I don't know. I mean, people would never admit to that. But you can't tell me you're on your six Ironman and you can't get by the swim. Yeah. You know, well, guess what? This is not your sport. Yeah. Um, you know, the fourth one should have been the big clue bird landing. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you other God. than swim more. Um, I wouldn't, I would, oh my God. I mean, I'd, after I mean, the, yeah, after the first or second, you'd think you'd be like, okay, screw it. I'm going to, I'm going to go hit golf balls. Yeah. I mean, Hey, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, there nothing is. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, there is. Nothing wrong with that. I hate golf. All right. Hey, a couple other things happening in the schedule. Just to uh, let some of our listeners know, um, this trail run series. I want to talk about that for a second. Um, we've been, um, my wife and I have been putting on this trail run series every Wednesday night out at our local area, Riverside State Park. Um, beautiful trails. Great, great venue for all this kind of stuff. Um, and uh, it's going, you know, it's going okay. You know, uh -huh. it's, this is our foray into the promotion, into the event promotion. You know, after the... The Founders Day with you last year, it's like, okay, let's, you know, wow, putting on a race is different than, than you think it is. You think, you know, if you build it, they will come. And all these magical things start to happen. Um, we PR'd the crap out of this thing. And I'll admit, we're not getting the numbers we hoped for. Um, if you're listening to the show, come on out and run with us on a Wednesday night. You know what? My wife had a great theory about it, though. She says, I don't think people are willing to drive out here on a Wednesday night. On weeknights. But the 150 mountain bikers are. Yeah. Well, it's a longer established event. And I think I think with runners, correct me if I'm wrong, it might be just a runner's thing. I think you're going to do it. Just stick with it. Yeah. Oh, we're going I to. Think, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I disagree. I think uh, maybe your marketing's off. Maybe maybe you're marketing to the wrong people. Maybe you're marketing a running race to cyclists. Yeah. Um, there's a chance for that. Maybe you're doing something wrong. I mean, I'm not saying anything. No, no, not I'm not taking it wrong. Your promotion. I'm just going. Maybe you're doing something wrong, but you know, people will drive wherever the races are, and you'll see. You'll see that for certain races. I mean, you'll see. I believe the Derek Garcia 5K. Yeah, they're planning. I mean, they're actually worried that they might not might exceed 700. Yeah. So, and I hope they are. Great guy, pro triathlete, just diagnosed awesome. with cancer. Yeah. Needs the funds. That people are doing everything they can to raise funds for that guy. Um, That's I, what we did. I our believe last, you guys did last we did our week. Last too. week, yeah. Um, exactly. the, the, your your trail run series jumped on on board with that. But uh, I will agree with you that promoting a race is a nightmare um, of epic proportions. Our numbers are up on Founders Day this year. Are they good? Yeah, they're looking good. Good, looking good. A lot of lot of interest. So cool. Um, I need to. Do some last-minute promotion, too, but I think we'll definitely beat last year's numbers. We will be in the black, even with last year's numbers, and we've got a couple sponsors. I believe uh, we're looking at Road ID, but we also did get a sponsor out of Active.com. Um, oh, cool. A bunch of, bunch of stuff just came through from them, and, uh, you know, things things are really looking up, and people are calling me right now, and, hey, is this the right race? Yeah. Um, so I've been I've been very pleased with that. Uh, we did lose our race announcer. That was that was a bummer. Who's um, that? 
It was supposed to be you. Um, <laughs> Aren't you going to do it? Well, I'll do what I can. I mean, there's other stuff I'll have to do, so I might have someone fill in or, or what have yeah. what have you. But I think it'll work good. Um, but other than that, I think race promotions a real tough thing, and it's not something I really want to get into beyond Founders Day. You know what? And <laughs> I, I enjoy. It's it. tough. I mean, it's I I enjoy setting the course. I enjoy all that kind of stuff, and that's why we had to move this show uh, our nights because Wednesday nights I'm setting up the course. Uh, no, t- Tuesday nights I'm setting up the course. Wednesday I'm running the race, and then Thursday I'm tearing it down. And, and we got to have a new course every week. So it's it's just been it has been a huge time suck. And I mean, it's, there's a lot to do with that kind of stuff. So, I mean, my hat's off to all the promoters out there who are doing some of this stuff. I mean, we were considering doing a grand Fondo and uh, other things. And now we're kind of going, holy crap, you know, a Fondo that's, you know, you gotta have a hundred miles of roadway permitted and everything like that. So, um, that's just crazy. Let alone the chip timing. Oh yeah. And what if you do all that? Nobody shows up. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, exactly. That's a hoot. Yeah. Oh my God! You Sorry about college, Jackson. I yeah, uh, I know happen. you wanted to go, but yeah. right now you're probably just going to go work. Yeah, we have extra goodie bags for you to live on, though. Yes, yes. <laughs> Plenty of. What do you mean? Gel Lots samples. of kids eat gels for dinner. <laughs> Look, it's apple. For 20 years. It's apple. It's a fruit. Yeah. So, um, hey, you know, I want to give a shout out to Round and Round um, Productions, Gino and Wendy. I uh, was able to just go out there and announce the 24 hours round the clock race again this weekend. And I I mentioned this in a past show, probably this last year this time. And that that is a really fun race. Those guys do a great job. They've been doing it for 13 years now. And uh, they had to cap it off at 900 entrants, and it is. Just, I mean, it's it's a funky environment. It's really crazy. There are, it's you know, mountain bikers are a breed within themselves anyway. You get a lot of people who are cross crossovers. You know, they're roadies who ride both, and it's not such a separatist kind of a feel anymore. And that's cool. Um, and it's such a funky environment to go out there, and everybody's camping. You know, you've got all kinds of things going on. You got David's Pizza with a truck out there. You've got people drinking beer in between laps. You've got some really, really serious people and all this uh, stuff like that. And it's just, it's a cool event and a lot of fun to do out there. Um, and I just, I just want to take my hat off to them and they didn't get um, enough recognition. I don't think for what they do out there. I mean, there was, they, they marketed the crap out of it and the local TV stations, one came out and they put out like a print article on their website. So I think that was just crap. Yeah. Um, but it's a it's a great venue and a lot of fun. And, well, I mean, uh, it's not they're not having a problem with entrance. No, you know, so I mean, they're capping it. So you know, that's I think that, that's the love hate relationship that our town has with yeah. endurance sports. They won't really get behind it, but they will get behind it in yeah. a way. Bloomsday, second, yeah. yeah, second largest timed event in the world is right, right here in good old Spokane. The only yeah. metropolitan area that can beat Bloomsday is San Francisco. Yeah. You know, and Beta, Beta Breakers, Breakers isn't timed, I don't think, though. No, they're timed. Are they now? Well, yeah, it's so oh, easy okay. to time now. Oh, okay. um, That's the only yeah, reason Beta true. Breakers wins. And that's more of a parade, really. Yeah. I mean, it's not really a race. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and it's a lot of fun. It's it's really cool out there. And, you know, I think with friends and families and spectators, there were, they were it felt like there were a good 2,000 people out there. And, I mean, everybody stays. And it's it's really cool. So I just, if you if you have ever contemplated doing something like this, um, this is the race. It's a, it's, it's fun. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a great, great job with them and a lot of dust. I'm still cleaning dust out of every part of my body. And, um, uh, Steve Bourne, the main guy behind one of the main guys behind, behind hammer nutrition, we were talking about sure. earlier. He said, he thought it was just, he said, this, this is, a, these are different events, man. He says, you know, I'll go out and I'll do triathlons. I'll go out and I'll do uh road races and stuff like that. And the, the, 
you know, people are asking me so many specific questions about their product line. And he says, these guys just come out and go, oh, cool, free shit. You know, they'll grab stuff and then throw hey, it in their pocket. Hey, do you have blueberry? Yeah, exactly. They'll go, oh, wow, mountain huckleberry, sweet. You know, and that's it. You that, know, is so, that is so funny because I think um, – With there, a beer in their hand. There's a you piece know? of mountain biker in me there by heart, but it's kind of like, you know, you go to a road race. Okay, now how many grams of carbs does this have? Does yeah. this have – any of the uh, protein that I can actually recover. Oh, okay, I can't recover with this particular product. <laughs> exactly. Whereas, uh, is that a mountain huckleberry? Sweet. I love huckleberry. Yeah. That's so, I mean. Maybe I put it in my margarita mix. <laughs> that's really, nah. And then they, they might even open it up right in front of you and go, oh, that tastes like crap. Yeah, yeah. You they'll know? look you in the eye and say that, though. You know? And I do have to say that, you know, yes, there are crossover athletes. There were a lot of roadies out there. I could tell there were a lot of diehard people there. And there are, of course, the ever so occasional person showing up to the start line. Uh, with a lit cigarette. God bless that man. Oh, no, there were there were a couple of them. I, I smelled cigarettes twice this weekend, and I was just going, "Are you shitting me?" You know, even if you're just a spectator coming out to watch, you'd think that would probably be one of the last places you'd light up. I've smelled cigarettes at like two races in ten years. I mean, it's oh, so rare and so funny. But I mean, you know, that's that's one of those products that that is around, but it's certainly not catching on in the endurance sport no. area. I yeah. mean, you that's that downhiller mentality. Or you know you want to you want to start off with a cigarette in your mouth you know if you want to look like that big of a DB yeah um go for it buddy yeah you know go that's for that it. that's the downhill mentality I think there were a lot of those guys who were kind of like that I got to give a shout out to a team out of uh, the west side of the state over near Seattle um, Rad Racing Northwest um, seen the jerseys yeah yeah this this team has probably and this is what I you know kind of segue into what I'm I'm, I'm trying to do here because I've been talking about it too long in the show, um, with the junior programs. This club has probably 40 juniors on it, and they brought four teams to this race alone. And I was talking to a couple kids from the teams, and I said, do you guys just all mountain bike or cross? And this this kid looked at me and says, no, I do. I do road, I do mountain, I do cyclocross. We do everything. And they had a team of the parents that were involved. They had a team of the support staff, the coaches and stuff that were involved. And, um, they had some 10 year olds on a team this weekend. And I was just, I want to give a shout out to those guys. They're doing it right. And that was really cool to see. And that I've talked about the junior program. It's happening. We're going to probably schedule the first junior training camp, uh, right around the first or second week of July. Is it just you? Yep. So far it's just me. Wow. Are you getting anybody to help you with that? Um, my wife is going to help a little bit, but I need some guys who want to ride. So um, so do you have are – you, are you asking? That's me banging the drum. Okay. Yeah. You're banging it quite softly. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, I'm just – what I want to do right now is just kind of get uh, – like Billy Burford, when he called in a couple of weeks ago on the show, well, a month ago on the show, he said one of the greatest things was just going out and riding. I mean, I'm not necessarily going to start kids on a – full-on competitive training program. You know, we're going to get some kids, hopefully, that are on that level who want to do that kind of stuff. I'm fine getting kids ready for that level. But right now, I just want to develop a program where you've got kids going out and riding together and having an ice cream with MA after it's all done or something well, like well, that. Here's the kicker. I mean, I uh, Cade actually rode to Post Falls. We, we notched up, up a notch. But the funny thing wow. about Cade is, yeah, so we, he, we you know, there were a few tears. Um, but anyway. Um, Aren't there always? It just happens sometimes. But uh, when you – Cade really likes to ride his bike, it's the weirdest thing, around a cul-de-sac right by our house. I mean just it's right by our house, and they, he rides in circles. And 
He's happy as a clam. It's a crit racer. I, I guess so. And it's just he'll ride around that, that cul-de-sac. And a lot of times I'll go out there with him and I'll ride behind him and we'll just talk. You know, I mean, really? And, yeah, we'll do it for like 40 minutes. I mean, he'll just ride in circles. And I thought, this is just weird. <laughs> and so anyway, um, Cade was there the other day and a couple of girls, Emma and Bryn, um, Emma Rogers' daughter, came over and they had bikes. And so they're riding up and down this hill and, and kind of doing some stuff. Bryn had a new bike that was kind of a mountain bike so she could ride it a little better and a strong little girl. And they're all riding. I'm going, I wonder how that's going to go for Cade because Cade only has a dirt bike and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And Cade goes, you know, I'm just going to go to the cul-de-sac. And he's going to ride around. And they all rode around the cul-de-sac in circles. <laughs> and, so, um, and so then the next day I see Emma and Bryn out and they're riding around the cul-de-sac in circles. Happy's clams in their chat. And that's what it's about. It's about getting on your bike and yeah. going wherever it's fun exactly. to go ride. Yeah. And, and just because, you know, I don't get it or whatever, it's seeing kids, for whatever reason, my stepson Cade literally started a trend of riding around to the right in a cul-de-sac. And they just ride around and goof around and yeah. ride with one hand. And, you know, they'll get bored with it eventually. But the funny part is, is getting kids on the bike and getting them it's to ride yeah. and, and getting them to do stuff. But Emma and Brynn have done you know, triathlons. Competitive. Yeah, absolutely. And they've, they've gotten on the bike and gone hard. And they were just as happy being kids riding around there. So I think you're right. Yeah, and that's that's the, my objective you know. to start out, and and that's what this this camp will be. It will be an introductory camp, and I think we you could probably have two groups per day. You know, in the morning you're dealing with some of the kids who want to do longer distances, in the afternoon you're dealing with some of the kids who want to just go out and go for a pedal. You know, a or, no drop or kind put, of thing, or put everybody up White Hill, and those kids who want to go long, they'll be humbled, <laughs> and those kids who don't want to go long will get up that hill and feel proud. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with you know, doing something a little crazy. Oh yeah. And One, and you got to teach some of the things, you know, you got to teach how to get in and out of your pedals, you know, proper way to, to do all this kind of stuff, you know, and make sure your traific, you know how to ride properly in, in traffic. And, and funniest so part I think, is I think, I think I've taught all these things that need to be done. I've taught two or three girlfriends how to yeah. get in and out of their pedals. Yeah. And no matter what, they go down. They still tip over. I mean, well, it's everybody's going to tip over. Everybody's going to tip over. It's a matter of when. Yeah, yeah it's not exactly. Enough. I mean, you know, it's just how how long is it until you really pissed at me? <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, my wife did the same thing. She, I taught her how to dust uh, glass off her tires, and oh, she was no. dusting it off the front one, which was fine. She went for the back one, back kind of between your legs, and her hand went down and wedged in between the seat tube and the tire. And she skidded to a stop with her hand in between her bike and <laughs> flipped over. I've never done that. I'm not laughing at my wife's pain. I'm, I swear I'm not. A lot of time has passed, so she's okay with it. Wow. Yeah. Huh. I still do that. Yeah. I've never yeah. had a problem. Really? Yeah, you just dust it off. Yeah. But she was doing it, and I think she was pushing too hard. She thought she had to, like, really press on You just the want to brush tire. it. Yeah, just weird dust it off. The weird part is you never get cut. No. That's the weird part, I think. I've never been cut. You haven't? I don't know if I have or not. I don't wear gloves when I ride. I don't either. To be honest, but I should. Well, I don't use my palm. I use my fingers. Do you? I well, I just kind of. Yeah, usually just. I don't know. I have to think about it. Now I'm gonna have to I've, go out for a ride. I've done it with. I've done it with the palm of a glove. Yeah. But I mean, it's so much easier. Just like I've never been cut. Oh well, shit. You're better than I am. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we are, are reaching the end of our, our our allotted time for a podcast. It, it has been a month, and I apologize for that. That I have not been on the ball as much as I have been. Life got in the way. My training sucks. I have to admit, my training blows. Um, and I'm going to get my ass in gear again. I don't know about you. Are you, you got anything coming? Uh, I, I am signing up for a race. I'm just, uh, it'll be one of two. So I'm, I'll make the announcement next show. Oh, mm -hmm. so 
triathlon? I think so. Okay. I think so. Okay. So, well, there you have it. Um, I will be doing the Derek Garcia 5K in some way, shape, or form. I may be absolutely. volunteering. Oh, I'll be out there doing that, too, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean... I it, may it, run it. I may be volunteering. Yeah. I think if... I th- I think I posted it on our Twitter page where I said, if you don't do this race, we're going to come and find you because that's something that's a great cause. And Derek's an amazing guy in the local triathlon community and the beyond local triathlon community. Nice guy. Too. Yeah. And, um, he's, he's trying to fight testicular cancer with no insurance money. Yeah. That's another show. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, there's no reason for socialized healthcare. <laughs> oh, great. We're going to end with that. Political I mean, are you show. kidding me? Guy does everything right. Lives a perfect lifestyle. And now he's going bankrupt. Yeah. Perfect. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Republicans. If you're listening to the show, fuck off and quit listening. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> In the petfiller.com studios for the last time. I'm Pat Bulger. I'm Mark Hudson. Oh shit. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.